Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. Court is back in session. With me, as always, is a man who, I'm not going to lie, folks, I'm really surprised he's not playing Metroid Prime right now, or Metroid Samus Returns, or Metroid The Long-Awaited Rebirth on his Game Boy uh, dual screen advance 3d 4d six dimension portable system mr drew celestino wow wow i mean you're not wrong with all those descriptors <laughs> it's kind what, of <laughs> trick question what goes on longer the title of nintendo's latest handheld or a 90 street fighter 2 title um well i mean they it is formally the 3ds but but in the in the big grand scheme of Nintendo's family of products, it's it's a Game Boy it's a, it's advanced game dual Boy. screen. It's a distant cousin of the yeah, Game Boy, more or less. Yeah. Um, but what was I doing when you came in here? You were playing it. Yeah. You were playing yeah. the game. I honestly thought you were. I seriously, I'm surprised you didn't bring it with you. Oh just no, no. I, just because like sometimes you can you could check out and just kind of like what was the scene from Wayne's World? Wayne's World Two. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, no, I can't do that to you. Oh, that, that'd be t- terrible. I have to be engaged here. Ah. Here we are, sir. Hi. Back again. Yes, sir. Feels good to be back. Always. Always, always. How, uh, well, let's get to the opening statements. How was your week, sir? Uh, it's pretty good. I'm kind of on the mend. I'm in the yep. left. It's, it Can ling- we say we've kicked it? No. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. It's lingering a bit, but, uh, if I had to put a percentage on it, I'm at, like, Ninety four percent, ninety four percent back to normal. I have some residual uh, sinus stuff going on, um, and just a little bit of hint of a cough left. Uh, mostly when I like sing, unfortunately. So I'm trying to get back in the swing of rehearsing and, and warming up and stuff. And it's like every now and again I have to have to cough, and it it's. But so um, you're saying you're going to meddle it out of your system? Um, well. I, I guess <laughs> I think being tough and metal is how I got into this mess by not allowing myself the proper rest and relaxation and uh, you know whatnot. So, well, that age she sneaks up on you. It's not so much that; it's more like your responsibility. It's like, oh yeah, I'm sick. You know what? Now we're gonna go to Vermont, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna, you know, you know what? Go to bed early. No, sir. I have Friday and Saturday night to drink beer and hang <laughs> around. And Vermont's got syrup. I'm sure some of it's cough. Yeah. No. Dude, so. I, I probably should have. I probably could have taken better care of myself. No, so. well, you know, lesson learned. I I guess. Or so. is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. It has. It okay. is. It's learned. It's learned. All right. In any case, that's good. I'm feeling a little bit back. A little, little on the mend. Um, the beer, the stout, the darkness imprisoning me stout, award winning. That is, is in secondary. Transferred that over. Uh, listener Tom will appreciate that. Um, with the twenty twenty ounces of cold brew coffee in it so that's going to be nice and tasty i did the math on that by the way and that roughly comes out to about half an ounce of coffee per bottle that is so it'll get you drunk and awake at the same time i'm not sure how concentrated but that half ounce is going to be in you but but theoretically it's an upper and a downer (laughs) in one it's just good and level you already got to chase it with anything (laughs) um so that's good uh the wife was away for the last uh, few days, so I had the weekend to myself. Um, 
she went to Kansas City for a wedding, so I've been uh, taking care of the house and taking care of the pups and whatnot, but I've used this time to kind of, I don't want to make this like sound worse than it is, but I use this for some me time to get some stuff done, some me no, stuff get done. That. Yeah. So this is not to imply that uh, having being married and domestic life is a hindrance to the the, the creative no. my creative energies, but it kind of is at times when I want to just lock myself in here and write music and you know turn up the music a little bit so yeah. I can feel it and really engage. It can be hard to do that at times when you have someone else in the household, especially when you're all on the same floor until I get my studio set up downstairs. And even then, I bet it's going to be a little tricky. But in any case, um, I use that uh, time to get some get some work done. So uh, I did some work on um, one song that is not necessarily going to be a long, cold, dark song at all, actually. It's kind of part of this other thing that I'm doing that may or may not surprise you, if it ever sees the light of day. And then I got... Uh, Robocop tribute album? Uh, no. Although I did do a uh, two-ish minute version of the Robocop theme song in heavy metal fashion for a podcast that never happened. Can I hear it after we're done? Sure. Yay! One of these years I'll put it on this show, maybe. Just, just for, you know... Close it out. Just, Close just out for fun. If we ever get to talk about RoboCop mm. and, and Mass, it might be thematically accurate, uh, appropriate. And the the other thing I did work on is uh, I got about half a song done for the for the band. That well, in theory, it will be a song on the next record. So it it's in the it's in the demo stage where I just get things arranged and laid out and see how it goes. And I'm really liking it so far. So that's a good. Uh, that's a good development. Felt good to kind of get that rolling. And once I really get things rolling like that, it's it's one of those things where once the ball is rolling, things can escalate quickly. And they had I had a good good little creative process there for a few days. So that was cool. Um, on top of that, we had a Long Cold Dark rehearsal uh, with, our, with our new drummer. I think we're going to make a formal announcement about all this very soon. I've been kind of cryptic about it, but I'm pretty comfortable with it all. Um, we all then uh, hung out that evening on Saturday. So uh, me, my guitar player Jason, and uh, drummer in question. Um, we hadn't hung out in a long, long time together, and it was, uh, it was great. It was really cool to, to hang out and... Just listen and listen to music and talk music and catch up on stuff and uh, really engaging, really inspiring. So that was that was cool. And uh, Sunday was kind of kickback uh, kickback day, football day of sorts. <laughs> Whatever. Bills game. Air quoting the football day. Basically, game. it's me hanging out at my dad's house drinking beer. So yeah, <laughs> and, and that's. Totally cool. You know what I came. To, you know I've come to realize this football season. I feel the exact same way about football now that you feel about Star Wars. I can't miss you if you don't go away. Ah, football is like kind of three hundred and sixty-five days a year now. Yeah, like coverage and discussion, and everything. I've just did. I tell you about my how I felt on opening night of the NFL of not the first Bills game, but, but the first game NFL week one. Yeah, uh, the Thursday night game was Kansas City New England. That's the game. Yeah, I remember sitting on my couch. Yeah. And I was just going on Twitter, and I was like, it, Twitter was bombarded with yeah, yeah with it with football. And then I checked my Facebook feed, and like, sure enough, a lot of people I on my on my wall are just football, yeah, football. And all, and all I could think in that moment, opening day of the season, all I could think of, all I could thought, all I, my only thought in my head that popped in was, I'm already sick of football. 
It's week one. Because you don't get a chance to get away one. from it. You don't get a chance to get away from it. Oh, anyway. So, yeah. But productive things that happen on top of the productive musical things. I've been reskirting the deck back there. Yeah. So it's going okay, but uh, I, I'm starting to get into the uh, problematic side of the deck. So I've got this giant, I don't know if it's a hydrangea, I don't know what it is, but it's big. It's very big. i got a yeah. big big plant back there. And trying to get behind it to, to mm-hmm. use a power tool and, and zip in these boards, not fun. Doesn't want to. Doesn't quite want to. I can't quite reach in there to get it in there. So can you like go underneath the deck and kind of approach no. it from the rear? No, All right. no. It's basically uh, this is an audio medium, so it's going to be lost on you. But I let's let's say I've got this much room behind the, the, the plant to get it. I can get the board in. Yeah, the drill is this big. Uh-huh. My power drill. I, it it doesn't yeah. fit. It's a, it's a problem. So working my way around. Yep. Almost there. I'm going to need I mean, a few more boards like, to do it. You could go to, like, if it's going to be... I need one of those compact drills. Yeah, I was about to say, just get, run up to Home Depot, pick up one of those. If you got more planks like that, it might be worth it. Like, never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, bust, if I justify buying another power tool, it's going to have to be like, I'm going to justify it by saying, I'm going to use this power tool when I build my basement, you know, whatever it is, the cave, the, the, the studio slash... yeah. yeah. Drew zone. Um, we'll see. There could be power tools in my future. That could be fun. Power um, tools are good. So that was kind of not fun, but fun just to get it done. So adult of me. Yeah. And uh, I had a little uh, um, uh, NJPW night with uh, with our good friend Jay Gelsomino on Sunday as well. Hey, so, you know what Jay didn't do this week? What's that? Watch Casino. I'm, well, he's a busy guy. Well, keep in mind... He said last week that he promised you would watch. And what did I say about that? I know. No. <laughs> don't, oh, d- don't don't get me wrong. Vegas wasn't even taking bets on that. No, there was like, no, it's no, sure thing. He's not watching Casino. And they bet on, and they'll let you bet on anything. Yeah. Even they said no. <laughs> um. So really, uh, that's that's uh, that's about that's about it, man. That's that's it. That's the week. Cool. Yeah. Productive. Um, wife is back, so good thing I got some stuff out of the way because I'm probably gonna have to be kind of lazy for a little while now. <laughs> got put that time in. Well, yes, she's your wife, and she—I know, I know—that she should be getting some of that time. She'll get the time, but I'm really dialed in right now with what I want to do. But that's okay. Like I want to get this song done. Hopefully that happens. Can't put it on the back burner forever. All right. Oh, and I got some more vinyl, too. So I really got to get this. Uh, we were just talking up before we started the show about the surround sound potential in my big room. Part of that is I got to get a record player in there because I have a budgeting. A, a budgeting? Is that the word? Blossoming? Blossoming. That's At least I know that's a word. Yeah. Uh, collection of vinyl, and I want to start playing it. So Percentage of the collection that is not Metallica? Uh, most of it. I only have... A few Metallica records. Okay, basically, I could go. I could go and seek out the old records on vinyl now, or I just wait as they come out in the remastered format. Yeah, that over makes the next, sense. Over the next five yeah. to ten years, so I've got the first two records uh, in the in the remastered vinyl, vinyl, and I have played them at my father's house, and they sound tremendous. So Puppets comes out in November. That will be tremendous. 
Um, so if that's the pace they're going, that's the pace they're going. I'll just get them as they come. That's that's fine. Um, if I could score some cheapies on some, maybe the 90s records, because those might be a while before they get to remastering them, then maybe yeah. I'll do that. But no, it's mostly uh, Nine Inch Nails and Gojira and uh, Machine Head and... Um, Oh, I do have. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I have a very limited um, Strapping Young Lad vinyl as well that is autographed by Devin Townsend. So, you know, I, w- I would like to play that once in a while. Anyway. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the week I am done. Sir, how are you? I am doing all right. Uh, week was pretty eventful. Uh, See Wednesday. I don't think anything. I want. Uh, basically, the week started uh, Thursday night. William, my beloved one-year-old, is popping two molars at the same. This kid's time. got all the teeth. God, I hope so. Because <laughs> one molar by itself is a pain. <coughs> two molars at the same time. No es bueno. It's not fun. Thursday night and Friday night sleep were was optional mm. for Julian and myself. Um, so yeah, Thursday was X Wing night. Uh, redeemed myself a little bit from my previous week showing, which two weeks ago I went zero and three. Last week I went three and one. All right, so yeah. you're back. Yeah, well, you know, I'm still a work in progress as an X Wing player. Uh, so that was Thursday night. Friday was Julie's birthday. My happy birthday, my dear sweet wife. Uh, we started out the day recovering from the night before, very little sleep. And we ended up, uh, we went to the zoo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. it was I, I, I love the first zoo. time I'd been in a zoo in years. Oh. I think like well over 10 years. Oh, wow. And can I just say something? Yeah. Every time we went to an enclosure and we didn't see the animal right away, yeah. or like they were not there for whatever reason, like the rhinoceros wasn't there, mm-hmm. and we didn't see it, I was just, every time that happened, I said the same thing to myself. Rhinoceros doesn't want to be fed. Rhinoceros wants to hunt. Yeah. I think the last time I was there was when they, they, had the, uh, they still had the polar bear cub when it was still a baby. Uh, oh, they ain't babies anymore. Oh, so Those suckers cute. are big they're still cute had some baby gorillas oh gorilla i'm not gonna lie gorilla gorilla enclosure is kind of sad to go through like it's cool to see them the but the, the buffalo zoo one is because not it's not nearly large enough but i've yeah. been to other ones that are much larger and it's i don't feel quite as bad yeah because in the wild they will be endangered so yeah um tiger was cool to see lions are lazy as all get out so. oh yeah oh yeah yeah feel but, bad for them too but yeah um, it was it was a good time. Had fun. Uh, then we got home, and I was kind of I was I was wanting to invite a bunch of people over for a bonfire, just kind of celebrate a birthday. But we were so dusted, just from the the night before, and you know, walking around the zoo all day. Yeah. Um, oh, and we also didn't have any outdoor chairs. We loaned them all out to a friend for her kid's first birthday party. Just sit on the grass. Yeah, just sit on, sit the, on the damp lawn. Uh, so we ended up not doing that. And Friday night was another rough night with William. Um, and that's uh, Friday night was probably the toughest night because the night before he was kind of like, you know, fall asleep for an hour or so, wake up, cry for like 20 minutes to a half an hour, and then fall asleep for a stretch, wake up, cry. Mm. 
Friday night was cry for almost three hours straight. Mm. And like we'd given him the Tylenol. We'd done everything we could for him outside of just like holding him and comforting him. And it was just like, it, it kills you. But then fortunately he fell asleep for the rest of the night and we were able to get some sleep. Saturday, I started off the day with an X-Wing tournament. Yeah. Oh, no. no oh. No. Oh. No. No. Mr. Good Dice Roll, he not here. Ouch. Yeah. It was bad. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Like, the first game, the first game, I flew, I feel I flew my ships properly, but the, like, and I, I hate blaming dice, but. They just weren't falling your way? No. There's a there's a upgrade card, a weapon upgrade called Twin Laser Turrets. It's very big in the meta of the game right now. Like a lot of you see it a lot at tournaments and and in play in general because it's a very good weapon. It's not high damage, but it's more or less almost guaranteed damage. Okay, because you roll, you attack with it twice in one shot. So you roll three dice, and then regardless of how many hits come up on the dice, it just counts for one hit. But then you roll three dice again, again, same time, regardless of how many hits comes up, it counts for one hit. Okay. It's a good weapon because the defender has to cancel all the dice in order to dodge one of the attacks. Gotcha. So if you're... Uh, it's a high percentage move. Yeah. So if you're a ship that only has one defense dice and I roll two hits, there's pretty much no point in you rolling. The damage is going to go through regardless. Sure. Out of six rolls with that weapon... I got one damage. Oh, God. That's rough. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. And then, on another, there's a proximity mine. Bombs are also very big in the meta right now. I dropped the proximity mine. X-Wing catching up the golden eye, I see. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, I dropped the proximity mine perfectly. And guy rolled three blanks. Now, I had Cad Bane as a crewman, which allowed me to make him re-roll those. And he got, all he got was a focus. So six dice, no damage. I was like, you know what? No. That kind of tournament. Yeah. It was, I went 0-2. The second game, I flew one of my ships completely wrong. I did something stupid. Um, And I was just, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm dropping from the tournament. I have no chance to win. We got this whole other thing we got to go to. So, you know, I like to show up and support. Sure. The tournament, because uh, the guy who runs a really good guy, James. Um, and there's a league starting up this this week, which is really interesting. It's like a it's called the Bounty Hunters League. Mm-hmm. So you can only play as Rebels or Imperials, but in your build, you have to have either a Bounty Hunter pilot with the ship or crew. So Interesting the, concept. The, uh, the theme of it is that the rebels or the Imperials are hiring bounty hunters to fight with them. Okay. Now, the cool thing about this is, like, if you have a unique pilot, you know, it's not like, you know, Bob the X-Wing pilot, if you got, like, Wedge or Luke or something like that. Yeah. If you have them in their build and they get destroyed, they're dead. You can't use them for the rest of the league. Mm. So it's kind of cool. We'll see how that goes. Uh, so Saturday, after the X-Wing tournament, we went to our friend Callie's daughter's first birthday Aww. and william had his first party foul uh-oh he puked on the hostess well yeah better 
better now than when he's old enough to know better. Yeah, that's true. Uh, gave him a piece of pasta salad and... No, I, sir? No. Okay. No. Okay. So, yeah. that was, Now we know. That was fun. Knowing is half the battle. Heard that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, finished uh, finished Deadwood this okay. past weekend. Okay. That's yeah, well, older, I mean, but catching Yeah, like I said, I'm going through like the old HBO shows yeah, that always yeah, heard yeah. were good. And, um, disappointed there's no more of it. Sure. Like it was canceled, so there's no resolution. Yeah, it's Carnival was that way too. Yeah. Um, so, but it was, it was good. I enjoyed it, but again, I could see why it was canceled. Mm. Um, and then we started Vice Principals this week. Yes! <laughs> That's a great show. It, it, did you watch Eastbound and Down? No. If you like one, you're gonna like the other. It's, Ju- it's like it's it's like that. You need to watch Eastbound and Down. Julie need. was very caught off guard by Vice Principals. Oh yeah, like she knew it was a comedy, but she didn't know the type of comedy it was. Sure. So yeah. Oh, I think I think Jen would hate both Eastbound and Down and Vice Principals. So I just watch it with the bros, and we we season two started this week, so we watched that on Monday. Watched the first episode. So is it just like I saw the advertisements for season two? This yeah. is like the last season. It's just That's two it. season two show? season okay. show. That's it. Eastbound went for f- four, I think three or four, <laughs> and I want I could easily watch more Eastbound and Down yeah. in a heartbeat. I I really <laughs> like Danny McBride. Yeah. Constant Danny McBride might be a little tough to swallow. The he's, supporting it's all see, he's amazing. He's great. It's all about the supporting cast though. Yeah. And the vice principals, he's got he's got Walton Goggins to bounce off of, who yeah. is also tremendous. Fantastic. And Eastbound, I don't know the actor's name, but the guy who plays his like wannabe best friend, <laughs> Stevie Janowski. Yeah. Oh my god. You will you will cry laughing yeah at at I mean, and down again dan mcbride's great but he's also kind of one of those that kind of plays the same oh yeah character in each thing he's in yeah he, his character is not much different in eastbound and down yeah. than it is in vice principles but he's so good at it that i don't care yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he's great he's a reverent jerk <laughs> that's <laughs> it's amazing yeah um yeah i think those sunday was kind of laid back and chill like I said you yeah. know football yay football yeah. uh yeah and then monday i had off we where'd we go ran some errands nothing major cool yeah that's pretty much my week giddy up yep dear listeners if you would like to tell us about your week you would like to send us any questions or comments to be read on the air you can find us at the following social media locations you can find us on twitter at Devil's Due Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com. And you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Due Podcast.com. That being said, Drew, yeah. time for cross examination. Giddy up. All right, coming up first, we have a question from Mr. Adam, who has uh, written the show before, and we always appreciate his questions. Uh, Carl and Drew. I am in the midst of watching Defenders and taking heed to your warnings. I never finished Iron Fist. Okay. Welcome to the club, man. (laughs) However, it seems like he is getting the greatest spotlight in terms of the story narrative. Do you think this was a mistake due to how much a standalone series was panned? 
Um, I do believe with all the other heroes, he is much more palatable. He should just fight and not talk at all would be well. <laughs> Go Bills. Adam Adam's a big Bills fan. Go Bills, I yep. guess. Um, I don't know that they had time to make it a conscious decision. Yeah. No, I think this was part of the plan all along. Fortunately, he is more of a minor player in terms of dialogue so far in Defenders. Um, everyone kind of gets equal time as far as I can tell in Defenders so far. Yeah, I think we've, um, we've both agreed that he's much better in Defenders than he was in Iron Fist. Yeah, he's, I don't know, he's just more, he's more palatable and he's more fun when other, when he's bouncing off of other people that we do like. Yeah. When he's not carrying his own show, as it were, he's a little more tolerable. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't think that was part of the, I don't think it was a conscious effort though. Um, I don't think they had time. They basically went from production from one right into the other, I, I believe. So, um, but I know for sure they heard the criticisms for Iron Fist as a show, and season two will be reflective of that. So, yep. look forward to that. Booyah. Thank you, Adam, for your questions. Next up, Mr. Always True to His Word, Mr. J. Jelson. <laughs> if he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. His word is bond. Unless it's watching Casino. Yeah. Maybe, what maybe, maybe, anything maybe, if you didn't say I promise I'll watch it this week. Maybe Devil's Do Movie Night will watch Casino. It's a long movie night. No, no. No, no? We're going to let him do this one on his own. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. He's, I think, between your previous show and this show. He's had ample opportunity? Yes. All right. Fair enough. We love you, Jay. Yeah. We love you wholeheartedly. But we hurt you because we love. <laughs> Watch the dang movie. It's a good movie. It is a great movie. All right. Carl and Drew, what do you think is the most worthless job in the Marvel Universe? Mm. Things dermatologist, Uh Matt Murdock's optometrist, well, okay, Wolverine's primary care physician, Jessica Jones' AA sponsor, or Red Skull's rabbi? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Oh, we went dark there at the end. Um, worthless? Uh, you boy. I mean, here's okay. Let's 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 work through these, shall we? Let's start at the bottom. <laughs> let's get this out of the way. Uh, the Red Skull may have use for a rabbi in some nefarious plan where he tries yeah. to, uh, you know, subvert, um. The, the Jewish population onto his side, unbeknownst to them, and then in the end he would swerve them once you know it's a big evil plot kind of twist deal. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he, he's got some purpose. Maybe possibly. Um, Jessica, Wolverine, Jessica oh, Jones is AA sponsor. Ah, uh, well, she's cleaned up her act, has she not? She has a she has a kid now with Luke Cage, and they have yeah, a little I mean, family I'm dynamic not, going. I'm not reading her current series. I am reading Defenders, which A is awesome. Okay. Uh, B seems to reflect more of a mature Jessica Jones. Oh, she's back to her relationship status with Luke is unclear. Okay. Well, that job has, she's going to need that. It seems in her life intermittently. So that's, that's, that's a useful position. Uh, then what do we have there? We have Wolverine's Wolverine's primary primary care care. physician. That gets my vote. Well, the healing factor does come and go. He may be in need of medical attention at some point. 
it's it's been wonky. He's had he had that whole period where you but know. But even if he did need the medical attention, would he go and get it? Yeah, I don't think if so. if it's die or go to a doctor, I think Wolvie's going to at least you know survival instincts kick in, right? <laughs> I mean, at some point, Chuck is a doctor, is he not? Chuck is dead. Oh. Still. Oh yeah. Well. All right. Well. well I'm just so is Wolverine. Right. Well, yeah, there Still is bad. there is that. So we'll we'll chalk that up. One that's got potential. Uh, Daredevil's optometrist. Well, that's pretty useless, is it not? I mean, kinda. There might be some, you know, long term care that's needed from any tissue scarring from the incident or whatnot. I don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe. Okay, we got another contender here. Yeah. Things dermatologist. I don't think the thing has to worry much about. No. That, no. like, what's he going to tell him to do? Moisturize? <laughs> like, <laughs> thing, thing doesn't go to a dermatologist; it goes to a geologist. That's cr- exactly. Hey, I yes. Let's see. So between the two, um, we'll go with Wolverine's primary care. Okay, that was my vote. Okay, I'm yep. with you. Okay, Drew. Yeah. What is your favorite Doom? Ooh. The video game. The 90s WCW tag team of Ron Simmons and Butch Reed, Doom Patrol, or Dr. Doom? Oh. We can throw out the tag team out of hand. Sorry, Ron. I love you, but (laughs) yeah. Were they just called Doom? Um, Yes. Not to be confused with the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we don't want to remember that, though. That was terrible. The guy who looked like a blonde Kevin Smith. Uh, Kevin Sullivan, and and you know, then we had the the giant and the yeti and and these colorful characters that yeah yeah um we forget all these things, so yeah, not them, and also not Rod Simmons. So they're they're out. You're, so basically, it comes down to video game, Doom Patrol, which I do love, and Doctor Doom. Oh man, this is like oh, that's so hard though. Phrasing. One doom to rule One them doom all. to rule them all. Well, you've got the greatest supervillain of all time. Your opinion. He's 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 up there. Oh, I'm not denying he's up there. He's definitely definitely up there. Um you've got one of the games that is on my mount games more of of, of games. And then you've got Doom Patrol, which I do also love. Grant Morrison, all praise be unto him. And now the new series by Gerard Way, of all things, of all people that I never thought I would care about, but I do because it's very Morrisonian. Ooh. Can I, can I make an observation? Yeah. I think it kind of comes down between the game and Doctor Doom because whereas Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol is great, yes. Doom Patrol as a whole, yeah. Grant Morrison is a very small part of it. I would... From Doom Control, Doom Patrol's creation to current day. But if I can, uh, I'm going to pull a Lumberg on you. Like I'm going <laughs> mm, to have to go ahead and disagree with you there. Uh, you're right in terms of the time spent. Yes. But in terms of the legacy and the shadow over the property, I'm just trying to help you with your. I feel you. I feel you. But because I don't want to belabor this any further, uh, if I had to pick one Doom to rule them all, it's going to be Doom the video game. For one reason above the other two. Doom the video game has way more metal. Okay. 
You're talking about the most recent one? Uh, classic and the most recent. Way yep. more metal. And that's okay. going to that, get yeah. me. That's going to get my yeah. attention. More metal than Dr. Doom? More metal than I Dr. Mean, Dr. Doom. I mean, the dude is... He, he wears metal, but Doom is just metal. <laughs> Doom is a is an album cover. An <laughs> 80s metal life. album cover that you could play. Well, I wouldn't even peg it as the 80s anymore, because now it's... The soundtrack is... Uh, it's metal, but it's not period metal. It's just it. Mick Gordon did the Lord's work, yeah, on <laughs> on the new game, man. It's it that soundtrack is is stellar, stellar, and it's it's metal. Alrighty, but it's not dated. It's it's current, and it's it's hard, son. <laughs> Alrighty, yes. you might pop up again later in the show. Good, you never know. Good, okay, Carl. Would you rather have the mortality rate of a Sean Beam character or have Alan win a game of Street Fighter against you? The mortality rate of a Sean Bean You're going to have to elaborate on that for me. Sean Bean, uh, the actor who dies in pretty much everything he's in. I'm trying to think. Um, you remember Goldeneye? Uh, oh, boy. It's the been movie? A, it's not been the a, game? Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> Ronan? See Ronan? No. You never saw Ronan? No. Oh, dude, you gotta see Ronan. Okay. Really good. Keep going. Uh, t- you didn't see Lord of the Rings. No. You didn't watch Game of Thrones. No. Well, he's an actor. He dies in pretty much everything he's in. Okay. Um, I'll just quickly bring up IMDb while I'm discussing this. So, yeah. The mortality of a Sean Bean character or lose to Alan in a Street Fighter match. You know what? I'm going to say... I'm going to say lose to Allen in a Street Fighter match because I may I can lose to Allen in one Street Fighter match. That's fine. Allen will never beat me in like a, a set or like a first five or something like that. That's just not going to happen. Never say never, but I at mean, least you're alive. If he if he picks up the sticks now and you know maybe in like ten fifteen years, wow, it's gonna, wow, yeah, that sounds like a challenge. He might, you never know. He might have a natural talent for it. I am by no means a great player, so um, you never know. But yeah, I'll I'll take losing to Allen in a game of Street Fighter. Um, Do you see The Martian? Nope. Jeez, man. Get, watch a movie once in a while. I do, when they're made by Marvel Studios. There's more out there than that. I know there is. I have, I have to get out more. Um... Yeah, Apparently this it. guy's hard to find. He's even dead you know, on the internet. He's got a lot of stuff. I just don't <laughs> think it's anything you've seen. All right. Well, so, yeah. I'll trust you. All right. So, Jay, thank you very much, as always, for your questions. Next up, Mr. Alan Waiters. I go back to the right email app. Carl and Drew, when you were kids... Which toy store did you prefer? Mm. KB Toys or Toys R Us? This is a valid question. Do you expect toy store do you expect more toy stores to close or file bankruptcy? And do you blame online retailers like Amazon for the closings? Folks, quick little background on, <laughs> on Alan. We love Alan. Don't get me wrong. We love Alan. We Alan's play games get, with Alan's him all the time. Alan's, Alan's good people. Hate on for, for Amazon. Alan though. hates Amazon. He will constantly equate Amazon to Skynet. And I contend that Skynet is self-aware and wants to kill all humanity, whereas Amazon is not self-aware. 
there is definitely someone at the top, and he wants to keep humanity for himself so that yeah. he can get all of our money. Yep. So, and of course, he, Alan. But is, I would ask, which is more nefarious? Yeah. If you really think about it, of course, Alan is referring to earlier this week, Toys R Us announcing they're declaring bankruptcy. Yeah. Um. So. Good. So which, oh, which one, oh. as a child, which one did you prefer? You know, this is going to, uh, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Neither. I was a ch- I was a child world kid. As was I. All right. Child world was the best. Your way mall child world, man. I could still see it in my mind when I, I could still picture. Yep. I could still picture could still it. still picture the logo, the blue globe with the panda bear on it. Yep. Red, big red letters, child world. Yep. Right in the building. And, oh, I love that store. God, I love that store so much. Child World was the best. Um, I would so, I would rank them like this: Child World, Toys R Us, yeah, KB. Yes, agreed. You know what was funny about that? Um, Child World was like the one I I knew and I loved. Toys R Us was like the because it was further away from where I lived as a kid, so it was hard. You know, it was a yeah. rarity that I got to go there. But when I did get to go there, it was like a big deal. Yeah. So it had that kind of mythical quality. Yeah. But I love Child World more. Toys R Us was closer to me, and it had, like, Alan said to me, like, aren't I disappointed that I'm not going to have the fun experiences taking William to Toys R Us that, you know, my father had with me, and my response was, Toys R Us is not the same place it used to be anymore. Not really, no. Like, just for the sole purpose of, first off, kids' toys aren't as, they're more advanced, yes, but are they as good as they used to be? No. Um, subjective we're not and, kids anymore yeah it's true. But I know what you're saying um and just the 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 80s early 90s video game experience of toys R Us. he'll Go never have there, the cage he'll never flipping, have the cage flipping the card up to look at the back of the box are hoping a ticket was in the pocket yeah. and if a ticket wasn't in the pocket you still went up to the cage because sometimes they might have miscounted the tickets. Sure. They might have had a return. So that's how I got Double Dragon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how I got Double Dragon. Uh, so, yeah. But Child World. Um, as far as, like, you know, these places going away, KB went away because they were over. They were the most expensive. Yeah, I wasn't they were, into KB. They were exclusive to malls and strip malls. So there's a high loitering factor there. Yeah. Um, KB was one of those places that you went in to browse a product and then you went and bought it cheaper somewhere else. Um, Toys R Us kind of just in the market is consuming Toys R Us because there's, again, there's well, they were always more exp- They were always more expensive and now that's you can't do that anymore. Like, yeah. You've got you got to compete yeah. price-wise. And that's going to be tough for brick and mortar to compete with the internet for sure. Um, I don't know the answer to that that question. You know, like ultimately, online is kind of taken over, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think they can. I don't think uh, Toys R Us is going to be the last. I think yeah. a lot of brick and mortar mainstays are going to go away. The market reinvents itself. It goes through cycles and things like that. Some things stay for a little while, and some things are just consumed by the market. And that's. It's capitalism. It's how it works. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't sound thrilled about that, do I? No. Anyway, no, moving on. Carl, we are going through a 90s nostalgia phase. Yeah, um, well, we had the eight. Well, kind of, well, yeah, the 80s is still around, too. Yeah. Stranger do you see 2000s nostalgia phase happening in the next couple of years? If so, what memorabilia do you see returning? Give it a little time. It goes in cycles. I'm sure eventually we'll get to a 2000s 
uh, nostalgia base. The one thing I can see being big again are Y2K t-shirts. <laughs> Just because. It's one of those things like hipsters will start wearing them. And then, you know, Hot Topic will pick them up. And yeah. I'm holding out for Y2JP t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Even I know what that means. Okay. So, Drew. With the Nintendo Direct bombshell that was released last week. Is this where we're going to get into it all? We're, we're, we're going to get into Nintendo Direct later on. Okay. Do you expect more third-party developers to finally get aboard the Nintendo train with the success of Samus Returns? Uh, which classic <laughs> Game Boy game would you like to see on the 3DS? Ah, okay. There's two questions there. Okay, let's start with the, uh, the last one there. What other Game Boy games would I like to see on the 3DS? Uh, to be honest with you, um, none. I want everything on Switch now. And as much as I love Samus Returns right now, it is great. I would really like it more if I could play it on the Switch. <laughs> Yep, and it's not even a matter of you know, like it, it's, it's. You don't need two portable devices. I don't need two portable devices, and to be to be perfectly honest with you, the 3DS is not as comfortable to hold as my Switch Pro controller or even the Switch itself uh, in handheld mode. Yeah, and yeah, that's it's kind of irking me to be honest with you. And I and so anyway, um, but what game would I like to see? Like, what Game Boy game could they revive uh, for the Switch and or 3DS? I wasn't uh, my 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 Game Boy library wasn't that deep to be honest with you, but if I did have to pick one, just for the sheer uh, like oddballism of it, you'd think they would have done it by now, but they haven't. I'd be very curious for them to uh, do some kind of remake of Super Mario Land mm, because I Land was di- like yeah. it was it was Mario, but it was different. It yeah, was, there was. It just felt a little I think, different. I think it was because it was. Well, they had a different. They had a very, whole different team on it. Yeah, it was that, and also it was very early in the Game Boy's life. It was. It was sure. within. If I remember correctly, it was within the launch window yep. of the original Game Boy. Yep. And we were used to Mario in a specific way, which sure. was in color on a television on big screen. And the Game Boy was so revolutionary in what it was. Like, it wasn't the first handheld video game, but it was easily the best at that point. That a- absolutely. It was the first interchangeable game. Yeah. And, like, we all had those, like, old Tiger LCD but games. But those were garbage. Yeah, they were they were junk. Um, you were getting a full game experience in, in, yeah. in a handheld for the first time, really. Yeah, so I think that's, in a lot of ways, why Super Mario Land uh, may have felt so different other than the fact there was a different team and there were just different aspects of mario there was like a there was a level where you were like in a plane like in a spaceship yeah. flying around like when there one like in the submarine too yeah 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 that, yeah like, it, was, it was quirky it was, yeah um i was actually talking to my friend nate yeah you remember nate he's, oh, yeah. he's written in the show a couple times nate folks actually has his just started uh last week his own podcast called the memory machine yes it's a retro podcast in the geekiverse uh system in the Geekiverse uh, lineup of shows. Uh, definitely give that a listen to. I believe it's available on SoundCloud. Um, also check out Geekiverse.com for that show and many others from them. Um, but he and I were talking last week about, and I mentioned that like I was always impressed to how the Game Boy weathered the very short-lived handheld wars. It had the battery life. It was like, well, yeah, it had the battery life. That's but Honestly, was, that's what it came down to, man. It was it was cheap to run. 
yeah. comparatively. I mean, the Game Gear, the Lynx, the Turbo Express were all more powerful. But they lasted for five minutes. I had a, I had a, game, I had a game Gear. Yeah. I had a Game Gear and a Lynx. Man. To me, out of all of them, the Lynx was the best. I didn't because have a the Lynx. battery life was better than the Game Gear. Game Gears was so bad. Game oh. Gears was really bad. Man. But, um, Lynx, Lynx had some crazy fun games on, too. Yeah. And it was the only system that took into account if you were left or right-handed. A lot of people bring that up, but I'm right-handed, so I don't care. But, yeah, I but, know. But, but it is cool. It was ahead of its time. It quirky little thing. Sure. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. Tur- <coughs> Turbo Express. People don't credit that machine. For- Never took off here, you, you know? Yeah, you had like this machine that did exactly what the console did. Yeah. Yeah, it just never, took, was, never yeah. took hold in America. There's a great wrestling game for TurboGrafx-16. I forget what it was called. It I mean, well, in Japan, they had the Wonder Swan and all those other like that. Yeah. There, was, there was a lot of handhelds out there that, and they had killer titles too that we yeah. never even knew about. Um, but yeah, but Game anyway, Boy Game Boy just outlasted. Just had, it had Nintendo at its peak. Or, well, peak. It had Nintendo when Nintendo like owned gaming. Yeah. And it had great battery life, frankly, and the titles it did have were, were just fantastic. It had Mario, Tetris was, like it or not, I mean, as simple as a game as it is, yeah, it was a system seller. Yeah. Um, Castlevania, you had a points, a couple games on there. Like, Tetris, there was a Zelda game on there. It, it, Tetris was the first Wii Sports. Kinda, it yeah, It was the yeah. first game that sold a system to casual gamers. It really did. normally buy it. Yeah. Um, um, but also, Alan's question of uh, the third do you parties. expect more third-party developers to finally get aboard? I, I, at this point, I'm, I think it's safe to say yes, um, because it seems like they are. E- Capcom, at least, they are putting a little more effort in. Granted, they're ports, but then again, most of these games are ports that yeah. are coming over, but that's fine. Support is support, and with with Bethesda and Capcom now going Square. like and Square Square too, yeah, uh, putting up putting their money where their mouth is. Um, Granted, not Final Fantasy fifteen level, but uh, you know that Octopath game got a lot of people are kind of buzzing about that game. That's and we'll talk about more about. Yeah, that yeah, we're getting that specific. So yes, I feel like uh, it's it, it's starting to build. The people are starting to get on board, and I feel like uh, it's all coming. Everything's coming up. Everything's coming up Nintendo right now. So yeah, as long as they, they stock well for the right holidays, now. they're in a great place, and, and I'm course, very okay with that. Yep. So Alan, thank you very much for questions, which brings our cross examination to a close. Which gets us right into the case files. Do we just want to keep the ball a rolling here, or what? Well, no. Again, we have to give legends their due. Legends get their due. Uh, this week, we lost two more legends. <sighs> uh, starting with uh, Mr. Harry Dean Stanton, <sighs> uh, renowned. I, you know, I hesitate to say character actor, but it's kind of what he was, though. It's, uh, but he was a, he was so memorable, though. Like he's not the kind of character actor who who. who like faded into the background he was a character actor that you saw and recognized and loved yeah and he wasn't a leading man but he was always there and you recognized him and he was always good in his role always and also had a part in the marvel cinematic sure did you son you got a condition (laughs) yeah um he passed away this past week age 91 um 91 just to i mean he's got geek cred He's got Alien. Alien. Uh, Repo Man. Yep. If you haven't seen Repo Man, watch Repo Man. Yeah. Uh, and we mentioned he had a, he popped up in Avengers. Just in so many great uh, roles. He's, I Two roles I love him the most in. One was a very quick, brief cameo. 
Um, number one was a, a bit part, but it was a little more significant. The first one, the quick cameo, was in uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Mm. He was the judge who basically just dropped an axe and yelled castration, double castration. <laughs> very quick, very brief cameo. Um, the other role I really enjoyed him in, probably my one of my favorite roles of his was in The Green Mile. Oh, I got to think back to that He was the guy now. who they kind of did the run-through of the, the execution with. Okay. And he would just be like, walking the mile, walking the mile, sitting down, getting my hair did. That was him, huh? Yeah. Wow. I got to yeah. watch movie again. So, yeah. But, I don't remember. But again, I mean, so many people are going to remember him for Alien. Oh, absolutely. Just like his role in that iconic film. So yeah, Harry Dean Stanton. I lost him this week. Uh, next one we lost. Very central key to our uh, childhood. And Drew's probably going to take the reins on this one. But I will say this. Uh-oh. For all the times we have spoken about wrestling on this show, I have referred to it as a performance art. I do not consider it fake. It's by no means fake. It is a performance art. And within that realm of performance art, the ability to play the role of a great villain <laughs> is an amazing blessing. And it can be argued that nobody, he's in the argument of greatest villain in wrestling history. And we are talking about none other than Bobby Heenan, who passed away this week. Better known to wrestling fans over as Bobby the Brain Heenan. A.K.A. the Weasel, Drew. Uh, you know what? You're going to be able to speak more passionately about this than I am. So you go ahead, sir. Ah, uh, where do I begin? Bobby the Brain Heenan. It was without question the greatest heel manager, heel color commentator of all time. Full stop. No one did it better. No one yep. ever did it better. He was. Quick, he was the quickest witted mouth you've ever heard. Without missing a beat, he could yep. he could make you laugh. But while getting over his while while being a heel, being you you wanted to hate him. You yeah. he made you hate him. But he never missed a beat. He yep. always got he always got heat in the right ways for the guys that he managed. He had the Heenan family stable. Yep. Um, he was a he was a lightning rod for hatred. If you had to get a baby face over. Put the guy with Bobby, have Bobby go out there and run his mouth, instant heat. Instant credibility for anybody he managed, basically. Bobby Heenan could make you cheer for Donald Trump. Probably could, actually. <laughs> Bobby was so good. And as an adult, as you know, as you start getting older and you're not a kid anymore and you realize like how good he is at his craft, you, then you become a fan and yeah. you realize how great he is. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, Royal Rumble, uh, 91, 92, 92, I think. The one where Ric Flair won. Induct that match in the Hall of Fame for his commentary alone. Rick, the way he puts over Ric Flair in that match, his, he's totally biased for, for Ric Flair. The yeah. whole match. Ric Flair goes in at number three. He's in the match for like 60 minutes and wins. Heenan's commentary is a master class it's a it yeah. he he takes everyone to school on how to be a uh a, a chicken you know what heel but get flair over as a heel and 
while still being his manager, totally biased, making other guys... The excuses he would come up with for guys doing nefarious things. Um, case in point, Shawn Michaels. It's, it's, this is one of the most famous examples. Shawn Michaels, when he turns on Marty Jannetty in the barbershop, when the Rockers break up. Shawn yeah. Michaels kicks Marty Jannetty in the face through the barbershop window. Bobby Heenan on commentary without missing a beat. Look at Jannetty, that coward, trying to escape through the window. <laughs> I remember that. Amazing. Uh, uh, he started out as a wrestler, though. He didn't did he? in the seventies and uh, before that, maybe even. Um, and he was a wrestler, and eventually, though, he just got out of it and started managing and using his comedic chops and timing as a host of primetime wrestling with Gorilla Monsoon. Everyone remembers that pairing. Gorilla yep. and Bobby were the best. Yeah, um, together especially, they were just they were just tremendous. Um, that was they were kind of the A team to absolutely the B team of Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura. Yep, yep, and eventually Bobby and Vince, and you know, I don't know, Bobby yeah. could work with anybody. Um, and then at WCW, obviously, when he left, famously one of the greatest, one of the greatest and yet saddest uh, moments of in Raw history when Bobby got fired from WWF and Gorilla Monsoon physically threw him out of the building on his last night. Uh, and he went to WCW. Well, we, I didn't know that as a kid, but that's yeah. where he ended up. He was great there, too. And, uh, yeah, just Bobby Heenan was the best. Unfortunately, uh, he was diagnosed with throat cancer um, in the late 90s, early 2000s. And, I mean, he had parts of, he had a part of his tongue removed. Um, he, they did induct him into the WWE Hall of Fame in the early 2000s when he could still speak. He delivered one of, if not the best, acceptance speech ever given in that format yeah. um if you haven't seen a kids look it up on youtube or on wwe network uh bobby heenan's induction speech is one of the best um and then he had parts of his jaw removed unfortunately and he, he hasn't been able to speak in many years so the guy who was one of the, the the funniest best comedic timing wittiest mouths in the business has not been able to speak in many years and it's very sad so while as sad as it is it is you know to see him pass um in a way, it's it's you know, I feel somewhat of it. Some some of it is sort of a blessing. Like he's yeah. not suffering anymore. And yeah, it's, it's it's not one of these all too common stories with wrestlers from that generation that there was like you know substance abuse involved things like no, that. not it's, Bobby. You know, it was just his time. It was and, his time. Yep. Um, yeah, it's sad, man, because Bobby was just the best. I'm telling you, uh, Royal Rumble '92, Survivor Series '93. Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's 93 or 94 um, when it was the Hart family. It was like Brett and Owen and their other two brothers versus Shawn Michaels and like his little stable of knights or whatever they had. And Stu Hart and Helen Hart were at ringside, the, the Hart par- parents. Yeah. Bobby's commentary. Oh, my God. He is savage on the Hart family. <laughs> and it is hilarious. It is the funniest thing. Yeah. It's the funniest that you've ever heard. Bobby was great. Um he will definitely be missed, man. Bobby was the best. He, I don't know if that he gets enough credit, to be honest with you, because he's been kind of alive but forgotten for the last little while. Yep. Now that he's passed, obviously he got his tribute on Raw, and now he's kind of... Fans are reminded of how great he was, but make anybody that knew, knew yeah. how great he was. So it's unfortunate that he didn't get a little more recognition in the later years here, but Bobby Heenan, the best. Yeah, I'm going to have to look up the Raw tribute on YouTube, because the I gotta Raw be tributes are usually... I think they could have did better. It was good, not as good as Dusty's, not as good as other ones they've done. And okay. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like they could have did better for Bobby. Considering all the footage they had, Yeah, they could have did better. All right. 
Do you think maybe they shorted him a bit because he ended with WCW? They own WCW. Who who cares? Yeah. All right. But then again, Vince is very petty. So yes, maybe Bobby. Oh, Bobby. All right. Well, on to more enjoyable stuff. Yes. Um, earlier this week, we got a first look at Hellboy from the <laughs> reboot. From the reboot of the movie that is coming, and surprisingly enough, you'd be fooled to think Ron Perlman is reprising the role because dude looks exactly like Ron Perlman. It looks like, it, yeah, you could have fooled It me. looks good. It looks great. It looks great, but it just looks exactly like Ron Perlman. Yeah. And I, granted, there's not like a lot of interpretational room with the appearance of the character, like this one's hair is down and yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. But you know what? I'm okay with a Hellboy reboot. Yeah, it's fine. Because he's one of those characters that, you know, it's not Marvel, it's not DC, it's something different. So, let's see different where, is always good. I'm open to it. I just saw the picture, though, and I had to laugh, like, why'd you even bother recasting? Like, <laughs> Well, I, I don't think Perlman wanted to do it without Del Toro. Ah, uh, okay. Well, to be fair, that's fair. Fair enough. Yep. Okay, um, so we, as we've mentioned, we not only are big video gamers, we are big board gamers as well. Uh, tried and true, uh, always fun board game to play, great introductory game is King of Tokyo. Ah. And the company, um, Aiello, that produces King of Tokyo announced a new expansion panel earlier this week. King Kong is coming to King of Tokyo. Now, a lot of people on the like the biggest gaming board gaming website is board game geek okay a lot of people on the forums not not happy with this why because now there is a kong analog in the game yes okay they're seeing like with the the cthulhu expansion pack yeah and the the king kong expansion pack they're saying this isn't anything new these are just you know more famous versions of the monsters that you had in the game already because there's that's not wrong yeah no that's not wrong but here's what i why i'm okay with these expansion packs it's not so much for the monster that you get because the monster is just a card it has no effect on the game right, right both right. of these expansion packs have introduced new game mechanics yes the, the, the cthulhu game. one has the followers cthulhu and stuff. Have the followers yeah um, king kong is coming with the empire state building for king of new york okay and the tokyo tower Okay, sure. For King of Tokyo, I guess there's an aspect of the game where you can like move Kong up these things. That's neat. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's new a, mechanic. It's a new mechanic, and yeah. I saw so I'm totally okay with it. Cool. Yeah. Now, with that being said, uh, Kong getting in, King Kong being yes. included into King of Tokyo, can Godzilla be far behind? I don't see why not. And if he is, what will his ability be? One can hope for atomic breath. Some sort. Um, I've always wanted to see, as much as I love King of Tokyo, I would love to see a board expansion, which okay. we're kind of seeing with King Kong. Well, King of but New I, York is kind of that. Yeah, I would like to see a bigger board and like more kind of environment destruction. King of New York, again, yeah. like that. Something like, let's say, okay, if you're... If if like you're trying to attack a monster and there's a building in between you, ah, okay. the building absorbs one of your punches. Okay, okay. I see what you're so saying. So if you roll three punches, only two go through the monster. All right. So, yeah. But 
But then again, things like that, you change the core, what makes it work and what makes it fun and quick. It might not always work out. So True. Touche. I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right. So, probably the biggest event that happened for all of us last week. More so Drew than me, but I enjoyed <laughs> it, regardless of what he thinks. Um, Nintendo had one of their directs. Uh, Nintendo Direct. It's not really a press conference. Nope. It's just a presentation to the fans of here. here's what's coming in the foreseeable future. Yep. And we got a lot of cool stuff in the Nintendo Direct. Most importantly, we got to see what Mario looked like without a shirt on. Apparently, this this took over the internet. I don't. You know, there are things that I can that I see and when I see them, I'm like, oh, that's going to be internet fodder for days i saw this i was like oh look mario's running around on a beach yeah and then the next day i see like mass hysteria oh my god i couldn't believe it i was like what the heck yeah dude's I, on a beach I, Let I him chill i can't there is no predicting the internet and it's no. in its mysterious ways why is that a thing i don't know mario can't go on the beach what's the deal i think if anything mario deserves little r&r on the beach absolutely the last time he went on vacation he ended up having to put on a stupid jetpack and clean the place up i mean an awesome jetpack yeah whatever. best mario game ever you're wow uh i'll have i'll, I'll say, have what he's having please i'll say, I'll say my favorite okay mario game because wow um yeah get ready man because switch is about to have a, a big holiday season with with mario odyssey and the bundle and and if they got the units out it's gonna be yeah, that's going to do some damage. <laughs> yeah, well, we knew Mario was going to be great. Absolutely. It goes without saying but a let's Mario move on. was going to be great. Let's talk about some other some stuff. more stuff came out. So, new um, stuff has come to light. New stuff has come to light, man. <laughs> uh, we got uh, that Octopath Traveler game yes. from Squaresoft, from Square this, Enix. This, it got a little more shine in the direct. And uh, yeah. a, a demo, which I have only... You know, here's the thing. The demo was very inconveniently timed for me. I downloaded the demo. The next day, Metroid Samus Returns came out. Kind of a problem, because <laughs> I haven't had a chance to play Octopath. But the demo is out, so you yeah. can play it. I know. Visually, it's cool. It it's is super fantastic. cool looking. It's like traditional pixel art. Um, but it's in the Unreal Engine. It's in like Unreal and 3D and pixel art's mapped over a 3D model, and it looks incredible. This is And the, the storyline branching. Yeah. Like characters all interact. There's and, eight different characters. Yeah. I guess they all come together at the end, but like... You only play you as play one at a time, through, Yeah, one character at a time. And I think there's like five or six hours of gameplay for each character. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was more... Um, this is in all likelihood. This is probably going to end up being called Final Fantasy Travelers. Kinda. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess all your dialogue options and choices, like all, can affect the game. Yes. And your in your interactions with yeah. people. That's man. That's pretty cool. But the the thing that got me the most excited of everything I saw in the Nintendo Direct, this is the thing that got me the most excited. That's, this that's is the, interesting. This is the thing that got me going. Okay, I think I really re- like. I know I want to switch, but I think I was like. All right, I might have to burn a birthday Christmas combo <laughs> on a Switch, which I would get the Mario package. Oh, yeah. I said that's oh, kind yeah. of what I would be waiting for is the Mario Odyssey bundle in. Um, not crazy about the price, though. But What'd they say it was? 380 380 You get special edition. You get the Switch, Mario Odyssey, okay. special edition Joy-Con controllers. They're both red. A, I do like that, to be honest. And a special Mario carrying case. That's all right. It's not bad. Throw a case in for you. It's not Give bad. Me standard controllers. Keep your case. Let me keep thirty bucks. I feel you. 
at the same time, it's not a bad deal. No. No, I mean, give it like a, a standard budget case is probably going to be minimum 20 bucks. Yep. Yep. So this way you get a nice case. Granted, don't know. I don't see myself leaving the house with the Switch very I, much. I, I do. Well, you're a different animal. I am. I am. A, <laughs> I am an animal. A creature of habit, if you will. <laughs> um, um, well. But so no, Octopath. Because the battle system looks very classic, traditional J- JRPG. That's, I'm, that's I'm with you there. what I'm excited about. Um, if you don't have a 3DS, unfortunately, um, I, I would tell you, if you're, if, if you're looking to scratch that itch, man, Bravely Default and Bravely Second are like just what you want. I could have got Bravely Default for PS3. No. Yeah, it was in the PS3 marketplace. No, that was a 3DS exclusive, sir. Mm. So, if not, th- I'm pretty bravely sure. Bravely Default and Bravely Second for, for 3DS exclusives. I'd be, Well, I know, like, going back to even, like, the original Game Boy Advance. They were exclusive like, to 3DS, though. They for, didn't, it was, no, no, I'm just talking about J- traditional JRPGs yeah, 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 in yeah. general. That was the place you want to go. Or nowadays, it's mobile. You want a traditional JRPG. Before I, I, before I get back onto the good stuff, just because you brought up mobile, have you seen those eight those HD, and I'm air-quoting, remasters of the Final no, Fantasy I'm games I'm talking about the ones that they were just a straight port. Uh, that's fine. Have you seen them, though? Yeah. That, not, that, not that with the redrawn art? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. No. No. But kill it with fire. <laughs> Hank Scorpio, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And Homer, if you could kill some people on the Jesus. way out, really help me out. Whoever did that should be... Shamed. Yeah. Anyway, no, I'm talking back about to like the good the, stuff. The direct ports. That's fine. Um, back to the good stuff, though. Uh, what else did we get? We got a lot. There was a lot in that direct. Actually, you got a very big surprise. Oh, that came up earlier in the show. The one that got me full tilt, like mind blown. So you know, it's it's cool that we're getting a lot of these games. Um, and indie, there's going to be some indie love. There's a lot of indie love actually coming yeah. to the Switch, which is fantastic. Um, like the new Steam World Dig game. Oh, dude, Steam World Dig was so fun. So I'm am really happy that uh, the new one is. Uh, if it's not exclusive, I think it's like a it's a timed exclusive for the Switch, which is very cool. Um, so I'm I'm psyched about that. But that's not the one that really got me excited, even though it is exciting because Steam World Dig is awesome. No, Bethesda threw down the gauntlet, sir. So Bethesda just apparently decided, like, you know what? We're we we like what we see here. Here, Switch, Nintendo fans. Here's Doom, 2016, the new the new one, the one that the one that is like yeah. one of my probably my favorite game of 2016 by by a mile. On my Mount Games more, I mean as a franchise, Doom is on my Mount Games more, but I mean the the new one it was better than I could have ever hoped a Doom game could be in this day and age. Yeah. And now you're saying, oh yeah, we're putting it on Switch, play it wherever you want. Okay, <laughs> I will. Oh my God. Please, yes. Yeah. I will buy that game again in a heartbeat. But they weren't done. Have they said that it's just like a redid version of that game? Yep. It's the full version with all the DLC. Even though all the DLC is multiplayer DLC, they didn't do a single player campaign yeah. or anything, which I would have loved, but they didn't do. It's the full shot, though, on Switch. Cool. I mean, because okay. I, I know for a fact that there are a lot of Nintendo players that did not buy it on PS4 or Xbox One. I mean, I did. I bought my PlayStation yeah. 4 for that game, to be honest with you. So, you know, for me, it's just gravy, because now I get to play it anywhere. I yeah, have a console I, think, I want. I think, like, 
the PS4 slash Xbox One versions obviously are going to be yeah, yeah, yeah. graphically superior. It might be more immersive experience, but it's just nice to have that portability. Absolutely. To, that's, you know. that's the beauty of the Switch. It, it's the full... I can, I, I'm not limited to anything. I can take it wherever I want. Yeah. I want to sit down and play it. I can. I want to take it with me. I can. I travel with it. It's great. Oh, my God. Talk about convenient. It's just the options. It, feel, it really does feel like as, as a concept... Before I get into Bethesda's second announcement, as a concept, the Switch is living up to everything that it promised. It really is the next kind of like, this is how it should be. I should be able to just take my game and go. Like, I, my, like this doesn't have to stop in my living room. It doesn't have to anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I, it, that's great. It's, it's amazing. You can go anywhere you want. Yep. As long as you have a battery pack. <sighs> you and the battery life. My God. Uh, it hasn't stopped the 3DS from selling a gazillion units, and uh, most games, Doom will definitely be a, a battery consumer for sure. But even still, how long? Just out of curiosity, how long does the 3DS usually last on a single charge? Three to four hours, same as a Switch. Yeah, that's Let not that a sink good in. thing for the Switch. Let that sink in. No, it's fine. I mean, that's acceptable. If it's so, if it's if it's if it's acceptable for the 3DS, it's acceptable for the Switch. I mean, I don't see the problem at all. It's because you're biased. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be bi- biasing anyone else buying a million 3DSs in the world. Uh, I'm sorry, 100 million 3DSs in the world. No one cares. And the battery life is fine for a 3DS. I'm Why? Just... Hang on. Why is the bat? Hang on. You're telling me the battery life is fine for the 3DS? Yes. An inferior console to the Switch. It's fine for the lesser console to have a, more, a lesser battery life than, yeah, so than the superior si- console should have a superior battery. So life. the one that is known to be more resource amazing and intensive. Having the same battery life as one that is less intensive, that's somehow not cool. The Switch should have better... I think it's a minor miracle that it runs that for that long at all. The Switch should have a minimum five-hour battery life, regardless of what you're playing. Uh, I for, think, especially for the price that you're paying for. I think you're hilarious, and I'm not the biased one here. I, think you know, I don't think you know how batteries work. <laughs> but in any case... Don't look at me like that. I'm done. It Go runs on. just fine, thank you. Um, and it hasn't stopped the Switch from being a monster success, so, you know, take your salt back to the mine, sir. Uh, Bethesda wasn't done. No. Doom Doom is already like, yes, sir, may I have another? Yes, you may, as it turns <laughs> out. Granted, not in the same release window as the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 version, but uh, the Switch is also getting Wolfenstein 2, the new Wolfenstein. Yes. Two. The reboot of Wolfenstein, the sequel to the reboot. My jaw hit the floor when they announced that. Doom being a port, that's one thing. I like it's a game that's already out. Okay, cool. That's awesome. I'm I me personally as a Doom guy, I'm excited. The Wolfenstein announcement was a, a step more because that game is going to it's getting a lot of hype. It's not even out yet for the other two consoles. And it's going to be a great game. I can. I mean, the first one was fantastic. It was probably the best shooter. But man, one of the best shooters I've played in a while. Not as good as Doom, but again, Doom's a very specific thing. That yeah. I, there's very specific things I love about Doom. But Wolfenstein was awesome. Like, that game was seriously good. So the sequel being ported to the Wii in January? No. It's coming. It's coming in 2018. That's all I know. Yeah. A little bit after the other two. Oh, my God. Okay cool i wow let's go yeah that was a that was a big surprise i'm sure for everybody watching uh, super no awesome. one was expecting either of those titles 
on the switch um so yeah that's that's good to see that that support and it, it kind of flew under the radar but uh again it's an old game so i'm not going to get too you know i'm not gonna I'm, not, I'm, I'm treading carefully here but given who the game is from does give me a little pause you know LA, LA Noir is being ported yes. to Switch, right? Oh, God, I played that on PlayStation 3. That game is freaking incredible. I think that's super interesting that that is coming out to Switch. Because Rockstar and Nintendo don't have the... the, the they haven't done a lot together. And this might, might be an olive branch between the I, two of them, hopefully great. leading to bigger and better things. Fantastic. Um, I would recommend even though you're probably not going to go with the recommendation i would recommend getting it on the ps4 instead of the switch only because the if it's a they've said it's an hd remake right uh no straight port straight port mm. what's the switch's power in comparison to a ps3 it's more power f- f- go i don't know how this is possible but guys have done the the math uh, it's more powerful than the PS3 and Xbox 360, but obviously not as powerful well, as yeah. the one and the, the PS4. PS4. Somewhere, okay. Maybe as somewhere in the middle. If it's as powerful as the PS3, then yeah, fine. Get it on the, yeah. on the Switch. It's at least, as, it's at least that. Regardless of where you get it, get it. That okay. game was... Do you like the movie LA Confidential? Never saw it. <sighs> yep. All right. Um, <laughs> well, you should see it because it's... It's awesome. I'll watch it when Jay watches Casino. I'm just trying to think if I think LA Confidential is better moving Casino, and I think I do. Didn't it win an yeah. Academy Award? No, it was nominated. Hmm. It was nominated. Didn't someone? Didn't Kim Basinger win for it though? She won for it. Okay, it was nominated the same year Titanic was nominated. Ew. Yeah. Titan. If I remember correctly, I don't remember all the films in that were nominated that year, but I remember thinking legitimately Titanic was the worst film. That might have been the year I got really cynical about movies. (laughs) 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 Anyway, um... Yeah, I'm just I'm just very curious. Yeah, now that definitely. Uh, Rockstar is talking with Nintendo, huh? Yeah, I'll take that Red Dead port anytime. Well, bring it on. Wasn't there an Arkham game on the Wii U? There was. Yes. Okay, so I mean, it's not. That's not Rockstar. That's that's uh, Platinum Games or not Platinum? Uh, was it Epic Arkham games. Origins or Arkham? Because Arkham, Arkham Asylum, Arkham, Arkham Knight, City. Arkham City were all Rockstar. Arkham City. That was those weren't Rockstar. Those were Rockstar. They were not Rockstar. I'm pretty sure they were not. It was Rocksteady Games. I think you're thinking of possibly. Rocksteady Games made those. I don't think they're. Those are not Rockstar games. Okay. Uh, Rockstar makes Grand Theft Auto. Rockstar makes Red Dead Red Dead Redemption. That's yeah. That's the one. Revolver Redemption. Yeah, and then Redemption Redemption Two. Repeat. Oh, put it in my veins. <laughs> Red Dead is one of. Oh man, that game is amazing. Still no news on that game. They're keeping that one quiet, ain't they? Yeah. I love the first one. I love just riding my horse around the desert. It was beautiful. I that re- game, it was just gorgeous to look I at. I remember wanting to play it, but there was something else I was playing it at the time. So. You got to trust me. Um, beautiful scenery in that game. Yeah, I've Great. heard nothing but uh, good things about it. Super fun. Um, anyway. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah. It was a good, uh, was good, a good direct. Good stuff happening for the Switch, man. I'm excited. Yep. Very exciting. Uh, did there was 
Like, they dropped some stuff that we kind of knew was coming. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, we knew Xenoblade about that. Chronicles, um, looks pretty, doesn't, I mean, beyond that, I'm just, it doesn't, not my there's style. just something about it that doesn't interest It's not my me. style, it's, it's a very... New stages yeah. for Splatoon 2. Yep, that's cool. Uh, they, I, some new I arms stuff. Yeah, new arms characters. Not for me. You're not, uh, not big in the arms? Uh, no. I mean, it was cool, but I think Alan's more into that than I am. Okay. All right. I believe that wraps it up for the news for us, which means... That's it? Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. No no news for the dumpster fire. Thank God. No. Oh. <laughs> Two weeks now. Oh, my God. What a like relief. I mean, there's they were there have been things in the past two weeks, but... Like we said, we're kind of, you know... I'm good. We're waiting for the big, like, backdraft explosions. Sure. We don't need to focus on the little stuff. Let it burn. (laughs) (laughs) Let it burn. As the Penguin said in Batman Returns, burn, baby, burn. That's correct. All right. Time to wrestle some papers. Oh, Drew. Yeah. I love this show. Okay. This. So much fisticuffs. So this, much action. This is a lot. There's a lot. lot in this episode. A lot of stuff going on yep. here. We're, we're at, a lot of pacing here. Yep. We are past the halfway point. Uh, this episode is episode five. Take shelter. As we open up the episode, we have guns, 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 and yeah. gow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as, given how the last episode ended, my first note is, this is not where we left off. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is not my save point. Yeah, what happened here? Where am I? I'm in this other other place, and yeah. we have all these crews getting together with guns, and, and Madam Gao, and, and, and the guy in white, and they're all lo- lock and loading. Yep. So now you're still, have, have you gone beyond this episode, or no. are you still going? No, I'm still, still rolling one episode at a time. That's cool. I think it gives a unique perspective to this particular show that we're, we're covering. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting, th- th- things are coming to light, as we said. <laughs> so what, what stood out, like, what really hit you in this episode? What stood out to you? Um, well... A lot seemed to happen in this episode. We had a lot of fights. We had a lot of uh, locations and places and characters. Yeah. Just like basically everyone is in this episode. Yeah. It was in like some a, capacity. It was like a gear shift to a higher gear. Yeah. Kind of. Things are ramping up very, very fast. Um, so we've got, we start off obviously with, with the fight in the Chinese restaurant, which our heroes survive. And yep. Electra, um, Matt, you know, kind of singles in on Electra. Kind of leaves the team behind. Yeah, Matt's singular focused. Thinking, thinking with his heart, not his head. Yep. Um, so he drags her outside and tries to remind her of who she is. Yeah. And Adam Gao straight up drops one of her own dudes. She does <laughs> because they defied orders and you they know, were trying a, to cap uh, their fist. A tap on the shoulder. And a gentle reminder keeps another set of fists in the game for you. Yeah, but this is all cannon fodder, and I think she's old enough to know that. So, yeah. um, it, she got her message across. They were yes. trying to kill everyone, and she reminds them with killing one of their own. We want the Iron Fist alive, yep. dummies. So, okay. <laughs> also, <laughs> Judah Croster knows not up it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Exactly that. 
Uh, no, you fool. They said they come in a desert, so we're combing it. <laughs> anyway. You, you know what this fight scene in the in the restaurant this episode reminded me of? Was, ironically enough, with you know Daredevil being part of this, reminded me of the fight scene in both the comics and the movie in April's apartment of the Ninja Turtle. Ah! So just like the... the bad guys just kind of constantly pouring in, yeah. pouring in and just kind of the way the camera's moving around it like going from one small contained fight scene to another small contained fight scene i love uh Sawande versus luke cage yeah he, he kind of takes luke to the limit doesn't he yeah he's like they say you cannot be broken we shall see we shall see um so one i you know what i'm gonna say something here you may agree with me you may not Sawande mm. mvp of this episode you think of like all the stuff he did just from being tied up from a chair. Yeah, he gets some shine. He gets a little shine. Yeah, uh, the Japanese guy, the, the taxidermist, gets, yeah, he gets a little shine too. Um, he just has a more, he has a very confident aura about him yes. that I think is interesting. Um, Madame Gao seems to have powers. She, you have to. Me, did this cup an iron fist? Because I don't recall her having powers. She kicked. She, she Jessica no. had the dumpster in front of the door. Madame Gao somehow channeled her chi or something, iron fist style, and yeah. knocked. The, I mean, she, what is this? She showed this not in the way they're depicting it, but she did show this in the first season of Daredevil. Did she? When she knocked Daredevil back a good like ten, fifteen feet. Hmm. It wasn't like you know the whole that. the whole force push yeah, yeah. thing. They showed the contact between two, but she she got a little something. She comes from Kun Lun. She has been trained. There's no reason to think she is not in her own way as deadly as the other fingers in the hand. I guess okay, fair enough. We also they, see they do seem to have some level of ability. She can she can spam it too. She was doing it <laughs> left and right. <laughs> Danny might want to take a lesson or two. Oh, uh, she's spamming the fist. Anyway. Um yeah. So that's that and that's all like this is all like pre-credits by the way. Yeah. Like this is oh, all before, before, the, before the credits start. Craziness. Um so oh, real quick side note. Yeah. So Marvel vs. Capcom everything came out today. Oh, it was. It formally came out today. Yes. Okay, it formally came out today. It's the first time that I can't remember when that Capcom fighting game came out, and I have little desire to own it. Seems to be the overall consensus. Yeah. Although it's, I've heard that it plays well, but the, graphically it's, it's terrible. Yeah, it's the graphic. The two biggest complaints about it are the graphics and the roster. Well, so can't help you there. It's basically a sixty dollar upgrade to. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Yep, I'm, I'm good. Although, if I do eventually get it, which is not beyond the realm of possibility, sales and whatnot, and we'll see what you know DLC characters they come out with, I would probably take as my first team Ghost Rider and Strider. So I could just call the team Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> well, well You're done. welcome. Well, well done. Well done. Okay, back to the task. That's quality right. wordplay. <laughs> uh Okay, so yes. we got a lot of a lot of fighting going on before the credits. Um, I got I, I got to get this out of the way. Um, one thing that's driving me nuts in this episode, and hopefully, and, and in previous ones, but this one it, it became more annoying. Yes, I guess it's probably budgetary. Can we just CGI out Stick's hand 
instead of doing the whole like extended ex- like oh my stump is as long as my other yeah. hand you just know, wrap it so- up it's not something i noticed extensively but like when you mention it i can like i can't unsee it it's just one of those things it's like just just yeah we can do so much with cgi i know just, just and in a lot of ways cgi is cheaper than practical <sighs> it's, it's, it's it's a nitpick but i know no, i can't I help you. it like you can yeah. stick it some face time in this episode in this where they just blunt blatantly show it and yeah it's as long as his other right yeah. right like i'm not following me here yeah anyway no, i get you um so uh we get a little more background on alexandra yes now and it's kind of implied about the others as well this is not her first life as it were no. she has died before we've established that um alexandra has been around for a very long time right um, there's also mention in this episode of the substance. Yeah, whatever the substance is, which to is bring them back. They kind of clued it in this episode that the substance is what is used to yeah bring them back. So one can wonder: is the substance? Because when we saw in the resurrection of Electra, I thought it was just people's blood. Was like the goo. That she was resurrected in, I or thought, was it that gray powder they put in there? I don't. I thought the goo was the blood from those people that they were bleeding dry. Remember when Dar- when Daryl yeah. found the the, yeah, yeah. The, the farm, if you will? Yep. I thought that's what that was. Like it's other people's blood, and they feed on it somehow, mystically. Don't ask yeah. me how, but so I don't know what's going on with this substance business. I mean, I know, but oh, yeah. okay. Well, I've seen the whole. Yeah, you have. I know. I'm in the dark here. I guess. I guess we'll find out. I'm not going to spoil it. No, please don't. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she has died before, but they use the last of this stuff apparently to bring back Electra. Yes. So, I guess my question is, why don't they have more? Where's where did it go? Could be either it is a limited resource in what it is, or just the hand has a limited supply of it. Well, given their given their desire used- to go back to Kunlun. Yeah. Or wherever the heck they want to go there. And it's clear they use some to bring back Bakudo. Right. Who was killed in the end of Iron Fist. Yeah, I don't like him, by the way. As, like, a character? Or? His, his performance is a little... His accent really annoys me. Well, I think... I, I'm okay with it because it's a different... It gives a different flavor to... It seems like he's putting on an and, accent and it doesn't work. And it's... We see that him and Gao have men fences in this. Fair enough. Tentatively. Um, no, I mean, no, I get what you're saying. Um, it's a performance thing, that's all. Okay. If I'm the director, I'm like, I might question <laughs> that choice. Like, Is that, that what you're going with? All right. Give me, give me more South Brooklyn. Just, you know. Anyway. Queens. He's the, the Colleen's dude, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That accent, though. <laughs> We got it. We got to talk about that accent. Um, so okay, well they're 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 so they're trying to the, the, Madame Gao and Bakudo and and Japanese guy who I don't know his name, but the butcher guy. Yeah, they all want to go home, as they say. Yep. And Alexandra, they're questioning her motive to go home. I don't think they're questioning her motive to go home. I think they're questioning her method. Okay, of getting them there because they don't have the confidence in the black sky that that Alexandra she does, has. and nor should her. They have the black sky. Victory is only a matter of time. 
Well, as we find out in this episode, that's not looking good. No, no, no. Not looking good. Electra takes a nap. Yeah, you know how you joked last week about about the Daredevil and Electra and the RoboCop and, and Daredevil waving his hand on the driveway and Murphy, it's you and all that? <laughs> that literally happens in this yep. episode, basically. <laughs> she shows up at his house. Yeah, yeah. And all I could hear was the guy, welcome, shopper. <laughs> welcome, shopper. Let's talk about this house. I have something really important to tell uh-huh. you. Uh-huh. It's all that. That all happens Mad here. in the white silk robe. I'm just waiting for Electra to put her fist through a TV. <laughs> but she doesn't. She goes to sleep in Matt's bed. So, and yeah. Can we speak of Matt for a moment? Sure. We finally get Daredevil in this episode. Daredevil he, proper. Matt puts yeah. on the suit. He puts on the suit. And, and it looks great, by the way. I still love how he looks now. Yeah. Um, little touches, little refinements. Of the suit between season two and now. It works. I like it. Uh, looks I like great. Um, and, I'm sorry, Jess. Uh, the scarf did not look better. No. No. That little line got me. I, I loved how <laughs> when he shows up at the hideout and he shoots the billy club around Sawande's neck. Yeah. Danny's like, it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Kind of cool. <laughs> Daredevil's so, got the toys. Yeah. And Stick wants Daredevil to be leader. Yeah, because he thinks Danny's stupid. Yeah, he's not, he thinks he's not Danny's wrong. stupid. Sawande says Danny's the dumbest Iron Fist. Poor Danny. At no. some point, I, I kind of you kind of have to feel for him. But uh, Stick wants Matt to lead. But Matt, and we see it come out in this episode. Matt has been keeping the truth about Electra from the rest of the team. He has, yeah. And when it gets to a point where Stick's like, "All right, it's time to lay the cards on the table." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of jerky of them. But to be fair, you know, I, well, they they have all just met to, yeah. to a degree. I mean, it's whatever. It, it comes out. It's fine. Yep. Um. So eventually, Stick has to kill Swande. Swande. Yeah. Honestly, should have did that. Like way before this. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but this is Stick we're talking about. What do you keep? What do you? It's 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 <laughs> Doctor Evil all over again. What do you, you feed him? Well, they wanted to get information. They knew he wasn't going to give him any. They gave a little bit. Yeah, he was pretty defiant at that point. Stick should have been like, "Yeah, yeah we're done here." The the story Swan they told was really cool. Sure, sure, sure. When he was captured before, yeah. It, in three days, they my my men came, and by the tenth day, they were kneeling they, before me. Your men were kneeling before me. Yeah, that was kind of neat. I'm this chair will be a throne. Yeah, okay. Sure, buddy. <laughs> okay. Stick dryly. If I kneel right now, will you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> um, little things in this episode kind of irk me. Not irk me, but, you know, characters making silly decisions. So, like, Such as? Okay, well, the point of this episode, basically, is that our heroes find out that the hand is now going to start targeting their, their, their friends and loved ones, right? So yeah. we got to get the friends and loved ones to save. Gather them all, gather up them in all the together. Same place. So Luke goes to Claire and says, "We got to get out of Dodge." Yeah, Danny's in the car with Colleen. Let's go. That's only good if they're actually in the car, Luke. Because what do they do? They get out of the car. Just yep. stay in the car, Colleen. Like running upstairs in a horror film. Yeah, wouldn't have got slashed in the belly if you would have just stayed in the car. Well, Danny instructed her to. He shouldn't have got out of the car either. <laughs> Danny. Well, they saw the hand show up, and they wanted to help Luke. Luke Luke's a big boy. He can take I care of him. I know Luke is a big boy. 
But you got to clear with them. So, you know, there's that's a little bit of a handicap there. Fair enough. Handicap. Handicap. What? Handicap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor stick. Anyway. He handicapped himself. That's right. And they're fighting the hand. So they're handicapped. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, hand puns. Um, and, and there's some dissension in the hand, as we saw. Yes. Would you say that there's a little arthritis in the hand? <laughs> a little inflammation? That was good. Bravo, sir. Well done. <laughs> it's in my notes, actually. Well done. <laughs> Wrote that one down. It's not bad. Um, my hand's cramping. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, so we, we, we get, so anyway, yeah, Colleen, Misty, uh, Claire, uh, uh, we get this whole, this scene with Karen. It, it annoyed me a little bit. Here's why. Karen's reaction. Yeah. Pers- my, my notes here, perspective, Karen, perspective. Yeah. He's warning you, and all you can think is like, you're, you're doing it again? Like, yeah, that's why he's yeah. here, and he's protecting and he's, you. He says it outright. He's like, yes, I am doing it again, because if I don't, people are going to die. Yeah, and she's all like... It's like, Karen, mm. you, need to, you need to get over this yeah. right now. You got to you gotta see a bigger picture here. He only saved your life doing this. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, I get her desire to have him not do it. Obviously, she cares for him and doesn't want to see him hurt or killed. Right, but she also sees the benefit of him doing it. Yes, and she and, explained to him earlier in the series. Yeah. Like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I get you. Pick a side, Karen. Pick a side here. <laughs> so everyone gets kind of gathered up. Yeah. The, the, the good people into what I call the sidekicks lounge here. I was hoping Arthur was going to be there. <laughs> Alas, he was not. He's on the tick on, the, on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, Colin gets a bit of a gut check and. More ways than one. She gets yeah, yeah. in the gut. Yep. But then, like, she she kind of cracks for a moment. Yeah. She's kind of realizing that she's out of her weight class, more or less, but also finds purpose in protecting those who are there at the station. Sure. And she gets a little moral support from Claire. Yeah. Foggy and Karen have a little reuniting. I don't like cleaned up Foggy. This has to change. This is, he Come looks, on. Cleaned up Foggy looks good. He looks slimy. <laughs> he looks like a bad guy now. Like, like Wall Street style. It's not good. Gotta grow that hair out, buddy. Uh, I, I don't trust you anymore. We can't. We can't be friends. Um, I mean, that's this, that's 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 the crux of the episode. Uh, a stick does eventually kill. Uh, yes, uh, Sawande. Sawande beheads him because um, yep. he tried to kill. Dan- well, he was really an empty threat when you think about it, right? Like he's got the piece of glass and he grabs Danny and he's like, I have the fist. Like, yeah, but you need him alive. So yeah. what's your threat here? You're going to kill him. You're not going to kill him. Yeah. Thankfully stick to took care of this before it could be a, a problem for anybody. Yeah. Um, Electra runs away from, from Alexandra. We got a little arth- arthritis in the hand and Murphy. It's you. Those are my notes. Yep. Electra is maybe remembering who she is or at least kind of. Yeah. Fragments what- are starting to come together. You can even see, like, when Alexander walks into her room, she, like, turns and is ready to fight. Something she, like, she would know Alexander when she's walking in, so. Yeah. And she has the moments of hesitation when she's fighting Matt and the one guy, the taxidermist guy. <laughs> Samurai taxidermist saw it and, like, questioning that. And so, yeah, things are, things are picking up. But I really like, you know, this episode is a lot of, again, a lot of fun, 
action scenes, fighting. Sure. Getting to see characters in a way we enjoy seeing the characters. I still... I like when Luke shows up with the van. He's just got a big smile on his face. I got you guys something. Got something. It's like the scene in uh, in Reservoir Dogs, the trunk scene. Come outside. I want to show you something. <laughs> yep. And they open the trunk. The cop, they all laugh. Um, if I have any... Gr- this is a very fast-paced episode, and a lot, a yes. lot kind of is revealed, and a lot happens, and that's all good stuff. But if I have any critiques, now that I'm just kind of sitting here thinking about it, it's that I still don't know what the hand is up to. What are they going to do to New York specifically that's yeah. going to lay it to waste, and why? I don't know. I don't know, and they haven't told me. Nope, they haven't. So, They've just told you that the hand is going to do something, and it's going to be extremely bad, and for something else, they need Iron Fist. Okay. I mean, I, I, I'm guessing they need Iron Fist to open some kind of door to Kunlun, theoretically. That's my guess. They need yeah. they, they need Danny to open a door. That's, that's probably what they need him for. <laughs> but the whole raising of New York, I don't get yet. So... The hand is still a little bit nebulous as a overall big bad threat. So yeah, anyway, fun but episode though. Overall, still enjoying the series. Yeah, it's fun. Good. Yeah, it's fun. It you know honestly, we got four. We have four shows converging here, but honestly, it really just feels like a Daredevil mini series, which we're okay with. Hey, what's yeah. what's this show about? <laughs> Seeing but, what our uh, show is. Yeah, it, maybe it's just because he's the only one in costume. <laughs> yeah. If we can get Danny a costume, please. Yeah. It would go a long way. Yeah. Anyway. Nice. All right. So. Thought of, you know how, now a couple of, some time back we experimented with closing statements. Mm. Thought we might try a new thing with closing statements. I meant to, meant to mention this to you before we start recording, forgot. You put me on the paper. spot here. Okay. So for closing statements, um, I thought it'd be cool because we mean to keep up with the comics more. Uh, we do. A lot I'm, of times I am an we, issue behind, actually. We, we fall short and we're bad. I'm just, for closing statements, just comics in general, what'd you read this week? What are you reading that you like? What's, what's uh, good for you? Wow. You know, I, I'm, it's going to end up being the same stuff every week for me, unfortunately. And then I don't want it to get old on people, but there's just not a lot of new series that I'm really picking up. Um, you don't have to do it every week. But that's yeah. fine. Just a, a quick catch me up. I'll tell you what. Can you hand me right behind you? See the G.I. Joe there? Grab like the first five-ish. Well, that's fine. Just grab all of them. Thank you. Uh, what have I read recently? Uh, saga. I'm keep, keeping up on Saga. So that's Saga yep. number 46. This book... Um, so many twists and turns, man. What no a, spoilers. No spoilers. Just I'm reading in trade. Tremendous. Yeah, if you're not reading Saga, read Saga. I don't even, I, there's, I don't even know what else Probably to say about Saga. Probably the best comic being printed right now. It, it really might be. It really might be. Um, Daredevil 25. I have not read 26 yet, but I do have 25 here. Yes. Um, which was pretty good. Maybe we could take a deep dive on these. Yeah, it was a conclusion to the, the whole yeah. story arc. So maybe we can... Yep. Maybe we'll tackle that... In a show coming up here. He's, uh, he's back in red. He is back in red. Permanently. I'm very okay with this. Yes. Uh, this Punisher series is is, is, yeah. is a thing. Here's the thing about this Punisher series. Okay. I'm okay with like a little anthology Punisher series. That's yeah. kind of what it is now. He just kind of does stuff. It's just the way he's written. I'm not... Is it still boring? Yeah. And he seems wildly out of character. He's a little quippy. Yeah. He's a little quippy. 
and like you know, kind of. I don't know. He's a little. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I know that's what I know. I know I don't like it. Know what I like, and I don't like this. Uh, Descender. If you're not reading Descender, put Descender on your list, man. Get this. Get into Descender. If you like sci-fi and space and robots and and, and big uh, epic, um, just it's super cool. It's just a really well-written book. Jeff Lemire, tremendous writer, and he's doing really great work here. And I cool. would recommend this. I would recommend Descender to anybody. It's really really fun. Really good book. Yep. Uh, Southern Bastards. Jason Aaron, man, and uh, Jason Latour on the art, but Jason Aaron's one of my favorite writers, and Southern Bastards is a tremendous book. Uh, really heavy-duty stuff, and uh, this this is actually the first issue. This is number 17. In a few months, they took they had a little hiatus there, um, and they're back, and it's great, and Southern Bastards is really good. Yep. And Invincible, uh, number 139. Um, we're, we're, we're winding down, man. Yeah. Um, 144 is going to be the last issue. If yeah. I remember correctly. Number 140 comes out this week. So the final storyline here, part seven of 12, the end of all things as the story is called. And it's, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but it's, we are, oh boy, are we wrapping things up? <laughs> I'm going to be sad when that book is over, man. That was that. Yeah. That has been consistently one of my favorite comic books. Every single issue, and I don't want it to end. Yep. So anyway, that's what's up. I'm doing, <coughs> you know, kind of a little more mainstream. Uh, this week was uh, Green Arrow, new issue of Green Arrow. They're doing a hard traveling hero storyline, but they're doing it well in that. It's not an aimless quest. He's like chasing down a case that's kind of taking him cross country. Um, team up with Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, mm-hmm. Oliver Queen, and Hal Jordan team up. It's always going to be good. Uh, latest issue of Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps was really good. Um, what else did I read? New issue of Star Wars was good. Funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else came out this past week? Oh, uh, Street Fighter versus Darkstalkers. Okay. Fun book. Capcom. Just, you sure. know, fun fan service. You know, light fluff. That's all I really need out of it. Actually, um, Udon, the comic company that did... Not the noodle. Not the noodle. Um, they are reprinting <laughs> their original Street Fighter series. Okay. I'm not sure if they're doing it issue for issue or in like smaller trades called Street Fighter Reloaded. I would highly recommend getting those. Okay. That series was incredible. Um, yeah, it was kind of a light week for me this week. All right. Um, I just, it just, uh, something just came to me and seeing this as a uh, closing statement, I, I kind of just want to get something out there. So, you know that I'm a GI Joe fan, right? Yeah. New series starting this week. Yeah, let's... Uh, Not. Well, let's, I saw they're teaming up with Mask. Don't ask questions. All I know... Here's the thing. Here's the, here's the thing. No, what I'm no what I'm getting at here is uh, there is a little bit of a thing happening right now in Joe fandom with, with the comic series yeah. and the writer and there's some drama and there's just... There's, there's uh, some... I was... Are you talking about Larry Hama? No, the other guy. Okay. That's doing this new stuff. 
so I shouldn't be surprised by this, but I kind of am. And now that it's dividing people, I'm definitely like taken aback a bit. And I just want to kind of put put a little disclaimer up. So Joe Fandom, I did not know this, but now I, I'm not surprised. But again, is apparently very. Hmm. I don't know if I. I don't know. How do I don't even do. I, how do I want to broach this? Might as well just put it right between the eyes, and we'll pick up pieces afterwards. Hey. Apparently, the majority of Joe fandom is very red, as it were. As in necks. As in states. Okay. So very huh. conservative. Uh. Very anti-PC, that kind of... Yeah, yeah. Trump support. Yeah, sure. Yeah, probably. As a Joe fan, I didn't know that. And I just want to put it on Front Street. I ain't like that. (laughs) So, if you're a Joe fan and you want to, like, you know, commiserate with me, I'm going to put the wall up right away and be like, look, I like G.I. Joe... For the colorful characters and, you know, the the, the great stories that Larry, Larry Hama told back yeah. in the day and, and the mythology that he built and, 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 you know, that. I ain't all about all this other stuff that apparently, like most communities and comics, apparently there's just some really toxic stuff going on yeah. right now Got with, some with, with, with the new writer versus the fans and the relationship is apparently very sour and there's there's some boycotts of IDW coming up because of it, because of man so baby is, fans. Is, is Dude, the new look, writer like progressive? And- yes, and he likes to rankle people very intentionally. Okay, And he's not coming across very good either. So I, I find myself in this position where like I find this the writer to be sort of just, and I'm just reading I'm just reading the information as it comes out. I'm not invested in this at all. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like I'm not reading these new Joe books. I I have no real angle here. I'm just following the events as a Joe fan and this because this was all new to me yeah. and I saw all this come out on the internet. News articles being written about it. The writer is coming across terribly. And Joe fandom is coming across terribly, and ultimately, dude, I don't, I, yeah, I don't want to be anywhere near this. So I just, I, yeah, I, I'm not really sure what I'm trying to say. I just know it ain't good, and I hope that no one out there makes judgments about me being a GI Joe fan based on anything that's happening right now. If you even are aware of it, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. It's just bad. So I just want to. You're kind of. It's, it's it sucks. You're being in line with how you've identified yourself with your fandoms previously. You like these things, but you don't lump yourself in with the fan groups of these things. I didn't even know this kind of stuff was going on in this fandom. Like I'm sure there's that element in every. Sure, fandom. sure, but it's small or big. Joe Joe fandom apparently is. Rather I'm sure there's like militant My Little Pony fans out there somewhere. Yeah, but I'm willing to bet they're very progressive. <laughs> the bro- the bronies are not uh, uh, voting for Trump, sir. <laughs> but in any case, uh, it took me aback to see 
kind yeah, of yeah, that's unfortunate. Like some layers got peeled back on something that I'm into, and I I'm kind of horrified by it, and I yeah. just want to step away. And you guys all fight that out over there. I'm I'm over here. I, I, you're on your own. Yeah. When when the when the dust settles, I still love GI Joe for my reasons. Not yeah. your, you just that that's, that's it. That's all you ever have to justify. All right. All right, folks, thank you very much again for joining us. We very much appreciate it. If you'd like to reach out to us, um, uh, send us any questions and comments to the show, you can do so at the following locations. You can find us on Twitter at Devil's Due Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, thedevilsdupodcast.com. That being said, Drew, any closing thoughts? Uh, nope, you just got them. I'm, I'm good to go. So for me, Drew, the courthouse, and all you right-thinking G.I. Joe fans out there, yo, Joe, court is adjourned.